Hello and welcome to another episode of Tapa Talks. This is me, Tony. Uh, first off, apologies for the late upload. I got busy preparing for my brother's uh, birthday weekend celebrations. Um, it's not much. It's fairly simple, but considering the GCQ situation here in the Philippines, it's actually hard to prefer for anything so it's fairly simple we just um, had some food stuff delivered at home so we had lunch with um, pizza chicken and ice cream and cake a typical Filipino birthday celebration I guess so the odd thing was preparing for my brother's birthday actually made me think more of my own birthday um i actually turned 30 last august and i actually didn't have enough time to to process it because it it just came and went it was very uneventful um we also had some stuff delivered at home so we had max's fried chicken chop suey Lumpiang Shanghai and of course cake and ice cream again so I think the birthday itself is uneventful but I think I have more um, existential dread um, in the months and even the weeks leading up to my my birthday so even before the pandemic broke out in March so just when the year uh, started I was already having a lot of negative emotions about 2020 because it's the it's the year that I turned 30. It's not so much the idea of turning a year older and then grappling with my own mortality that really makes me feel bad and spiral into some sort of depression but it's it's the societal expectations that come with a certain age like you know those milestone years like when you reach 20 30 40 50 like those are the, the turns of the decade those are the milestone years because it's kind of like reaching a new point in your life you kind of breached something and then you reached a new point wherein you kind of redefine this decade of your life if you know what i mean like for example the 20s were were meant for you to really enjoy and and explore um, your your career options and then 30 is when you actually start to like settle down so many messages especially in in social media when it comes to uh, people's ages and of course um, I am not <laughs> safe from the the reaches of these messages as much as I want to think that I'm a strong independent woman with independent thoughts sometimes i can also get affected by these messages so so in particular turning turning 30 is very alluded for me because 
There are so many questions about what's next. Are you getting married? Are you going to have a family soon? Do you want children? And are you going to move up the corporate ladder? Are you going to be promoted? Um, to to prov- to provide context, um, I think um, I live in the Philippines, and there is a lot of societal expectations when you come of a certain age so since i'm 30 and i'm still unmarried with no children i'm already considered an old maid to to some people like and um and the fact also that i i haven't reached a certain point in my career yet is making some people worry because they're all like when I was your age I was already a manager and I'm like I have no desire to be a manager of anything I'm perfectly fine with what I'm doing now but I just find it funny that there's really all these associations with with age like I realized that ever since I was young, I was never really one to act my age. Some people tell me that I am kind of an old soul. But even if I, I'm an old soul, some people still think I am not adult enough. So, more so now that I'm um, midway through, through life, since I'm 30... I really don't know where to place myself. So am I an adult now? Am I am I still a child? I don't really know. And if I'm really just with myself, if I just sit with myself and really think about my life, I really have no problems with it. I'm perfectly fine with where I am now and with what I'm doing. However, I think my problems start when either I start comparing my life to other people's and when I actually listen to the messages of the people around me and I try to live up to their expectations of me at this uh, stage of my life. So, um... Just so you also know, I'm still in the throes of my quarter-life crisis. And it's been an ongoing thing since 2016, since I was 26 years old, I think. Yes, Uh, so it's been (laughs) four years going now. And I think that started because I, I quit my first job and my first job is actually a job that I really really loved it was my dream job since I was really young since I was like nine years old so my first job was actually as an editorial assistant in a business magazine and it's for a publishing uh, company that I've always dreamt of working since I was in elementary school. And my my mom actually wanted me to be um, the next Mirza season, but I wasn't fortunate enough to actually be accepted in um, Cosmo 
Philippines. So, um, so yeah, I was able to get my dream job early, and I was promoted. And by that time, I was 26. I was already uh, the editor of the business publications, like website, and I was also managing its social media. So. In retrospect, I think I peaked really early. Other people would say that's not even really early, but for me, it was really early. I didn't expect that I will have all of my dreams come true right away before I was 30. So by the time I was 26 years old, I didn't really know what to do with my life. So... And I always uh, joke to people, um, don't think that 2020 is so bad because I think my 2016 was was worse because in 2016 I quit I quit my dream job, <laughs> I quit my dream job, and I freelanced for at least six months. But it, in those six months, I felt like I was just in a very deep depressive uh, spiral and I mostly cried myself to sleep every day and it's it's very similar to the quarantine situation of 2020 when um, I'm just in my room um, watching YouTube videos and uh, thinking about life and spiraling into further and further depression every day all the while uh, you know working from home it's it is very similar but I think the difference is before it was by choice um, in 2020 it's not really up to me I, I've really been forced to be on on lockdown because of the global pandemic so I think um, there's there's more anxiety um, associated with that because the bigger picture is more uncertain versus 2016 when, when it was really just on a very personal level but there's that I'm still I'm still in my quarter life crisis as I go to the the third decade of of my life and um there's there's a lot of expectations in this decade um they're expected to either get married by now <laughs> to have children or to really secure a higher a paying job none of which i have <laughs> right now like i'm not necessarily complaining it's just that i always feel like whatever i have now doesn't live up to the expectations of of people and you know what i think that's their problem because i i really don't know where these expectations with ages come from um if any of you have any idea um let me know send me a message because i growing up in the philippines it's always been the same the same messages co keep coming up over and over like by the time you're this age you should be this it's almost the same and based on Um, the stories of my mother as well and how her own parents talked to her when she came of that age 
it's 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 almost the same even like three decades after and i'm 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 wondering why people insist on certain milestones um for example i have i have a boyfriend and we've been together for like at le- at least nine years or ten years i'm not even sure anymore i i stopped counting that's how long we've been together and and people have been asking why why we're still not married and i think it's because it's not that important to us anymore because we're we're so sure of our relationship anyway if ever we're really going to get married it's really for the formality and the legality that comes with it ever if ever we we have a, have a, ch- have a child but um, in terms of being certain I think we've always been certain about each other but with other people they, f- they think it's not a sure thing yet since we're not married yet so there's that so I, I think we've been shopping around for 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 rings, engagement rings and wedding bands because we've actually been feeling the the pressure to get married soon and some parties in in his families have already been asking what's your plan because we actually want you to take care of certain properties or certain estates already and you can't do that un- until like you're married and I'm like Yes, I'm feeling the pressure, and I'm like, I, I, I don't really like it because it's not really a priority right now, and it's not really, it's not really because we want to get married if, if it's really the time for us. You know what I mean? We don't want to get married just because people are pressuring us to do it. But anyway, I mean. There's there's always a time for that, and I think even at 30, we're still young, and we still have time for that. But other people think like we're running out of time, and especially me, because they're always thinking in terms of, oh, you're 30, your biological clock is ticking, you're gonna have a hard time um, conceiving and carrying a baby term if you actually like let this go on for a longer period of time you should have a baby now because you're 30 already something like that and i'm like thinking well if they only knew of my family history um the women in my family uh, don't really have a good um history when it comes to like conceiving babies and carrying a baby to term like uh, the women in my family have a a gamut of <laughs> reproductive health problems so and my boyfriend actually already knows this already so whether or not i have uh, a child young or a little bit older i'm gonna have the same problems but of course i'm going to say you know the older you are the more um life-threatening it will be and then you know what i'll i'll deal with that when I get there, I don't want to think about it now. So stop pressuring me. And I think at the end of the day, 
it's really reflective more of their anxieties rather than my shortcomings as a person. I think they're just projecting whatever it is that they want to achieve with their life. And since they think I'm faring worse than they are, it's easy to pick on me because, oh, look at her. She's 30 and she still hasn't accomplished these things. Um, so there's that. So as much as I want to deflect those messages, they actually get to me most of the time. Because the more, you know how the more you hear things, the more they become real to you. So they become real to you by repetition. So you really have to take a step back and really think about what you really want with your life rather than listening to these to these voices external voices oh it fell um something fell in my room um and i would like to to call this um borrowing from um the work of dr Brene brown she calls these voices sometimes uh, shame gremlins those voices in your head that tells you that you're not enough, you're not good enough, and who do you think you are to, to want um, these things, to want things differently from how other people before you have done it. So, And I really have to actively fight those um, shame remnants because most of those things have been there. Those, vo- those voices have been there ever since I was, I was young, and it perpetuates until I feel like it will never go away regardless of my age those are like the social expectations that will never go away and any opportunity that other people um, can take to actually project their own insecurities or shortcomings on you they will take it so um but yeah it 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 does affect me sometimes though and i think um I'm becoming more and more worried about my my mental state, especially now, like not just about turning 30, but turning 30 in a pandemic. Um, uh, it's it's a multi-layer, <laughs> it's a multi-layer um, negative emotion extravaganza, if you think about it, because you have to grapple with the anxiety and the uncertainty of the pandemic. Plus, you're turning, you're turning older, so there's the uncertainty and anxiety of turning older as well. So, like, compound that with everyday uncertainties because you don't know what the government will announce the next week, whether it's ECQ or GCQ or, like, are we going to be on lockdown until 2022? So, it's it's really a negative emotion extravaganza right now for me. I'm not gonna lie. And lately, uh, I've been very lethargic, and it really worries me. And I've I've actually scheduled a, a mental health session with the doctor from the UP Health Service, and I don't know. I just want I just want to know what's up like i want to seek professional help because i think i've been managing well enough on my own but i think i i need professional help to really manage it better because there are days when i'm just really lethargic and like i just run 
want to be like a human burrito and sleep all day. And I feel like I'm just killing myself with work. I'm overworking. And I'm actually working two to three jobs right now <laughs> because I'm thinking, well, what else am I going to do? I'm just here in my room. Might as well be productive. But like, it's it's either one day is a state of overproductivity, then another day is a state of just human burrito-ness. And I, I, don't, I don't like it <laughs> because it's really a roller coaster of emotions. And I don't think I'm the only one who is experiencing this. I, I, I doubt it because it's really taking a toll on, on everyone. So for me, this is my first step at taking better care of my mental health. So I'm, I'm seeking professional help. And fortunately, since I'm also taking my, my, my graduate studies, I get to have free mental health consultation from the UP Health Service. So yay! Um, um, yeah, and in relation to that um, rambling about turning 30 in a pandemic, let me um, introduce you to my discovery of the week. So my discovery of the week is um, the aesthetics of joy. Um, it's a movement started by designer Ingrid Fettel Lee, and I think she has a TED Talk on this as well and she also has a book called joyful and she also started um an instagram hashtag um hashtag joy spotting and she she enjoins everyone to actually see um, the joy in the small things um it started during her uh, graduate a course in design as well and one of her professors said oh this design makes uh, me feel joyful and that started her own journey into finding what are the things that make people feel uh, joyful so she actually started characterizing them so they're they're usually colorful they're usually um round in shape, spherical in shape, and there's usually a contrast between like what's what's the norm and then something that pops out of the landscape. So, but my favorite thing about this discovery is what she described as how people seem to look for joy and happiness and think it's a constant state of being that wants you achieved happiness or joy you're going to stay there forever when in fact joy and happiness are fleeting moments so for example in your day you can only have a glimpse of joy a moment of joy and it might not last you the entire day but at least you have that one glimmer of joy or glimpse of joy because of this simple thing that that you saw that they gave you that momentary feeling of joy. So if you actually look for the hashtag joy spotting on Instagram, so it's full of either round objects like balloons and um, a ball pit or like a scoop of ice cream with sprinkles on it. 
Um, and it's usually very colorful stuff like um, rainbows and um, flowers. So, and I like how this has become from like a uh, design experiment. It has become a global movement of people sharing photos of things that make them feel joyful. And, and right now, since most of the world is still on lockdown, apparently, of course, people haven't been going around um, taking pictures. So they just take pictures of the small things that give them joy, even within their home. So in my case, I shared a picture of this small a stuffed animal. I don't even know if it's a real animal or a fictional animal. It's a rainbow-colored plushie that acts as uh, my stress ball and um, mouse pad. And it's it's the thing that has been giving me joy while I'm in in lockdown in, in my room. And um, yeah, I like the idea that you can actually design your space or design your life to be more joyful with the introduction of small things. So, for example, um, I'm also planning of adding a small plant in my room because according to the aesthetics of joy, like um, things that remind you of life or things that are green actually make you joyful. And... Things that are in order also make you feel joyful. So I'm thinking of adding a shelf to my room and arranging my books in the order that's pleasing to, to my eyes. Or I might actually just end up um, arranging them in alphabetical order. We'll see. But there, the idea is, you know, the idea at the end of the day is you, you can still control some things even if the world seems to be... Um, out of out of control seems to be spiraling out of control what with the pandemic and it's compounded by politics and overall chaos and confusion so it, it, it might sound a little privileged but the thing is it truly is the only things that you can control is the, the confines of your own home and even the confines of your own room like um, you know, don't don't rob yourself of the small creature comforts that actually make life um, a little bit more bearable during this trying time. So, so buy that small plant, buy that succulent, buy that shelf, buy that cute stuff that actually brings a smile to your face every morning. Because you you never know, you never know if you're going to have. Uh, these things in the days ahead because of the uncertainty that this pandemic brings. So, there. And, oh my gosh, I think I just rambled about turning older, but I hope I hope you learned a few things from, from, my, from my ramblings because um, this is very raw <laughs> and I, I, it's really off the cuff. I just decided to to record something because I just realized I missed my Saturday upload and this is the best that I can come up with uh, at midnight. So uh, thank you very much for, for listening. Until next time, bye!